0: Welcome back to Edgework here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show. Monday through Friday, 1030 AM Eastern Time. Today is Friday, May 5th. Cinco de Mayo, as some may call it. Uh, And, and, uh, you know, Rob, last night we unfortunately had to watch the Leafs lose yet another game to the Florida Panthers here go down 0-2 in the series. And I can tell you, honestly, I pissed away a bunch of money myself on the Toronto Maple Leafs as that game went on. I don't know whether it was false hope or I thought I was getting the best of something, but nonetheless, I did it at the lowest hold that i could possibly find and that was done on pinnacle and pinnacle is the world's sharpest sports book available to bettors in ontario you can find out what professional bettors have known for decades pinnacle is where the best bettors play you must be 19 plus in ontario please play responsibly not available in the us so thank you to our friends over at the pinnacle sportsbook for sponsoring this show here the EdgeWork show we do recommend that people if you have not signed up yet for Pinnacle, I mean there's no reason to do so. That is the uh, book that you're gonna see has the best odds for the majority of the games that we bring up, for a lot of the player props that we bring up here as well. And if you are looking to sign up at Pinnacle, you can find that using the betstamp.app slash edgework link. That link is also available in the description of this video, so make sure to check that out. But Rob, were you in the uh, same position as me last night uh, dunking away bets on the Leafs and having to watch that go up in flames right in front of your eyes, both emotionally and financially? So I hate to be the, the guy
1: that that admits this, but I actually you had bet a bet the on the Panthers last night. Yeah, yeah. it was um, one of those that I wasn't rooting for to win um, and honestly got very lucky to win that wager. You know, the, the funny thing about the playoffs is obviously there's like a ton of randomness built into the NHL playoffs. And the the, the average fan just doesn't want to hear that. They don't even acknowledge that. Like you often hear stuff like you create your own luck in the playoffs, right? Which like I don't necessarily buy a lot of the times. You're dealing with small samples and stuff could happen. Um, with the Leafs, it's pretty hilarious that probably the worst series they've played in like the last few years in the playoffs was round one against tampa bay and that was the one that they win and you know sports betting is like i'm i'm big i'm big on like process over results right because sports betting you have like a long enough runway and sample that if your process is good your results will eventually come the nhl playoffs you don't really have that because you're dealing with a seven game series but the leafs are playing way better hockey in the first two games of this series then they played in game in round one against Tampa Bay. They've lost yeah. both games, and frankly, they've made some poor turnovers and and like errors and mental lapses and whatever. Fell asleep for a few points over the course of game two, and ultimately that cost them. But they are playing really well, and so is Sergey Bobrovsky. And you can't just dismiss that. I mean, it's absurd. The Leafs are doubling the Florida Panthers in this series and high danger scoring chance high danger scoring chances the leafs have Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, Ryan O'Reilly, John Tavares like they have people who can score they play like this they're still alive they have to win four to the next five games obviously it's an uphill battle considering they have to play their next two games in Florida guess who won game 3 and 4 in Florida boston did in round 1 as well like th- this is very random i'm i'm very much a process over results type of guy and if they continue to play like that, then I think they'll be fine. Um, will they win the series? I don't know. They're up against it now, down 2 nothing. But ultimately, it's not as dire as it seems. I-, I-, I honestly, I felt worse when the Leafs were tied 1-1 against Tampa than I do yep. to nothing against Florida. And that's not to diminish the Panthers or anything like that. It's just that the Leafs are actually playing good hockey. And uh, I think if they continue playing the way that they're playing now, eventually the results will come.
0: I'm going to be honest with you, Rob. Um, I felt that way after game one and for like a period of time last night. And then all of a sudden it hit me that like, there's a possibility that the Leafs outplay Florida in game three and lose and outplay Florida in game four and lose again. And it's like, obviously that's possible for anybody to have that happen. But it just was like, after game one, I was like, you know what? They played better. We're all good. I think it's fine. And then it happened again in game two. And it's like, Florida's a team that can capitalize on these opportunities where they don't have to outplay you for it to happen. We saw it in the Boston series where maybe it wasn't every game that they beat Boston in, but in a few of them or games where they really pushed Boston to the brink, even that Boston managed to win, it was like Boston made a mistake here or there. Panthers were able to capitalize at the other end. And that's kind of what they're going to do, where if you make those mistakes that are just big enough, they will capitalize on them. And so, yeah, I mean... I didn't even get to see the Dallas game last night because I was doing a th- three hour post game show of yep. people calling in, just like <laughs> devastated. Uh,
1: I, I watched the Stars Kraken game, and I'll tell you the Stars Kraken game was the Leafs Panthers game, except the Stars scored on their chances. That was the difference. It was as lopsided as Toronto, Florida was, but the Stars scored when they had the opportunities to score. And Bobrovsky frankly stole a game yesterday and you can argue that to a lesser extent he stole game one and he's playing at the level of a Vesna caliber goalie right now will that continue I don't know because honestly he hasn't played at this level in like five years now so maybe it's just luck the first two goals for the Leafs yesterday and honestly the first five minutes of the game Bobrovsky was leaving rebounds all over the place for the Leafs to jump on it looked like he might even get pulled in that game and then all of a sudden it just turned on and dime, but it's a dangerous game to play. Like Florida has a very good forecheck. This is what they do. Well, yeah. this is very different for the Leafs because against Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay would send one player in and they would clog up the neutral zone. And the Leafs were having problems passing the puck out of their own end and breaking down essentially what was like a neutral zone trap by the Tampa Bay lightning. And that was tough. The Leafs did not generate much against the lightning in that series this Florida game, team, they're sending two in deep. And yes, they'll force the occasional turnover, but the Leafs also break it out quickly. And they've ended up with a lot of odd man rushes. So it's a very dangerous game for the Panthers to be playing, right? Like you're up to nothing and they're going to feel great about that. They stole both games at on the road. They get to go home now, but he, something has to change for them. They, they cannot expect to win that type of game over and over and over again. I mean, yeah. It can happen. I'm not saying it can't, but something's got to change. Maybe the extra day of rest will help Florida. You know, They've been up against it in terms of scheduling, um, and they're a very good team. Maybe the Matthew Nye's injury, if he's out long-term, that could swing the series. It's weird to say that, but the kid is actually really good, and that will be a big loss. I think it actually makes the Florida Panthers' top nine better than the Leafs' top nine if Matthew Nye's is out, and they have to elevate Kerfoot into that role. Leafs will have to go 11-7 likely um on the in the next game in Florida which I think is is very likely based off the way Mark Giordano played again yesterday and just not getting mm-hmm. much out of the the fourth line. I mean, they got that first goal, but aside from that, David Kampf was like invisible. It's um I I don't know. It, it's just weird. It's weird to me how like forget about the scores and you I'm not saying you like forget about the scores. It is what it is. Panthers are up two nothing in the series, but you cannot deny that the Leafs are actually playing the best hockey that they've played of the playoffs right now, despite the yeah. fact that they're down two nothing. So, there's reason for optimism. Um I've seen those the series prices in the range of like plus 235 Leafs right now. I don't I honestly don't hate it. I still think that they're very live in the series.
0: Yeah, and I mean Luke is in the chat here. Happy birthday, Luke. Shout out Luke. He was in my he called into the show last night and he said he has full confidence in the Leafs winning the next two in Sunrise and he just kept saying that which made me a little bit nervous, not going to lie if you know uh if you know Luke, but uh yeah, I was like people were calling into the show freaking out. Some people were saying they're going to win the next two. I don't know. I don't know, Rob. There's one thing that's concerning to me. I don't know if you noticed this, but you're down one goal in the third period. Uh, seven minutes and 45 seconds left. you know who's out on the ice for the Maple Leafs? Fourth line. Da- David Camp, Sam Lafferty, and Alex Kerfoot. Five and a half minutes left. Who's out on the ice for the Maple Leafs? Fourth line. Two and a half minutes left. Who's out on the ice for the Maple Leafs? And I'm sitting there going like, okay, yeah, I get it. With seven and a half, sure, maybe you're trying to rotate through. But then with five and a half, there was a TV timeout. And then two and a half, those guys should just not even be looking at the ice, let alone touching it. So uh, that's that's a problem with the man behind the bench. And sometimes the deployment of those things is just mind-boggling, to be honest with you, in terms of how or why he makes the decisions to put guys out in certain spots. And it was evidence as well in game one. First period, two minutes and 40 seconds time on ice were played against Matthew Kachuk line of that fourth line. And there's no need for that because the majority of those shifts were played in the Leafs defensive zone. Were they capitalized on? No, they weren't when those guys were out there. In fact, it was the Marner line who was scored against in that first period with the Kachuk line on the ace. Nonetheless, you don't need to be spending the entire shift in your zone for two minutes and 40 seconds against those guys. It's just...
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not a huge Sheldon Keefe fan. Uh, I'm not a huge Paul Maurice fan either, though. Like, I don't I don't know that there's necessarily a well, huge coaching advantage for the Panthers in this series. Nah. But they basically dropped Cali Yarncroke out of the rotation in the third period yesterday. I think he played eight minutes overall in the game, which to me, that's definitely not the guy that I would have dropped. Like, he's a guy that has shown he can put the puck in the net, especially over the course yeah. of the last month of the season. So I don't know if he was in the doghouse there. I also don't like what they're doing with William Nylander on power play two. And to me, this is like they load up power play one with Matthews, O'Reilly, and Tavares. And they basically play them for the duration of the entire power play. Now that power play ends and you have to go to the fourth line because David Kampf is your only other centerman because you've now loaded your, your power play one with the top three lines. And you get William Nylander out essentially with quote unquote, the plugs, but like the lesser skilled players and likely playing shifts in his own end. And that to me is the biggest like thing that I've noticed with Keith in this series. I don't like William Nylander's defensive style of play. To me, he more than makes up for that with his offensive style of play. Like he, mm-hmm. he the first two games, he's been all over it in terms of chances. He just can't buy a goal. And that's going to happen. Like it's happened over the course of the season with Austin Matthews as well, right? And if he continues to get those chances, he'll score. But to me, put him out on power play one, I would even consider honestly dropping Marner off of power play one because Nylander brings the exact same thing there, but with a shot and Marner's yeah. going to kill penalties anyways. He's going to get his ice time via that. If Florida ever takes a penalty, by the way, in this series, which I know has been talked about, but it's, uh, or if the Leafs ever take a penalty, but yeah, it's, it's a little bit weird to me. I don't feel the best players are on in the best situations for the Leafs uh, pretty regularly. And um, with that said, I mean, if you rewatch the first two games, I don't know if anyone wants to put themselves through that. The Leafs have had very, very good stretches of play. Um, just some lapses and some mistakes, which have ended up in the back of their net and have really changed the series. But uh, overall sucks to be down 0-2 as a Leafs fan. Um, but it's weird that I'm like still optimistic. I guess maybe the series win against Tampa will do that where you just kind of feel like maybe it's different this year. But uh, I, 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 these are two games where I, I thought that they played really well and, um, yeah. you know, take that to Florida and hopefully steal game three.
0: Well, I think something that might be factoring into the optimism there, Rob, is that game was lost in the span of 66 seconds. Mm-hmm. And it's like yep. outside of that... You felt mostly in control.
1: And honestly, it was lost by the top guys too, which makes it a little bit harder to swallow because Nylander has the turnover on the first goal, um, which is honestly very uncharacteristic of him to turn it over in the neutral zone. That almost never happens. He's a very good skater with the puck. And that was kind of a weak goal by Samsonov there as well. It was just like a wrister top of the circle that went in. And then the next one... Is, you know, Marner has a chance to get it out on the boards. Instead, he kind of puts it to Matthews in the middle of the ice for a breakout. Matthews tries to chip it by defender, hits him, stays in the zone. So it's basically Nylander, Marner, and Matthews contributing to those two goals against. And like those are the guys when they're on the ice, you got to be scoring goals, not the opposite way around. So um, yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm again, I think they'll go 11 7 next game. They'll get Gustafson back in there his skating was going to help in this series, plain and yep. simple. I don't know if Mark Giordano's hurt, but he's had a bad playoffs and it could just be age, could be wearing down. I don't know, but typic- like the- he is really struggling with this Florida four check that is getting on players quick, and he's, he's just not quick enough to move it. Um, and doesn't matter. I mean, he's been paired with Lilligren. Lilligren hasn't looked great either, not a lot of the d has looked great which is a little bit concerning with the four check but ultimately um they've still played good enough to win two games and they've lost two games and there's just like maybe that'll turn i mean i'm I'm cautiously optimistic
0: well we'll see how things are when we uh check back in here on monday in terms of how things have gone for the leafs but uh i think that'll about do it for our Leafs depression portion of the uh yeah of the Edgework show here today and if you have enjoyed watching Rob and I live through a little bit of misery from what we experienced last night you should be hitting that like button here on the channel as well as hitting subscribe to the Edgework HQ channel there's only about a third of the people watching right now who have hit the like button so I, I don't know what you guys are doing I mean you you talk about uh enjoying misery of other people or misery loves company all those different sayings whatever they are this is the perfect opportunity you got rob and i sitting here just having to rehash uh what went uh, sideways for the Leafs so far in the first two games and as so money says here it's, it's simple as that smash it smash the like button hit that like button hit subscribe here on the channel um and as far as uh, as far as today's games go, Rob, when we go to get into those, we will be pulling up the bet stamp screen to look at the best odds. And we recommend that people sign up for Pinnacle. It is the world's sharpest sports book. Take a low hold. They're going to have the best odds on a lot of the games that we look at. But if you are looking to sign up for some of these books because you see something pop up on the screen that you don't have, the best place to go to is the bet dot app slash EdgeWork work page which you can find there in the description of this video uh, as well as going to betstamp.app slash edge just simple as that type it into your browser you can click on any of these sports books that pop up on the screen sign up for any of these and it does help support the show and as you can see there uh, our friends over at pinnacle are listed on the page so you sign up there for pinnacle using our link it does help support us so make sure to click on that and uh there you go so money's hanging look at these grown men crying just smash it
1: i i honestly Thanks. thought i thought i would feel a lot worse this morning than i do i don't know if it's just like me trying to you know cope with the situation it probably is that but i yeah like i watch the games right and like the 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 stats like the advanced metrics high danger chances everything like that matches with what i'm watching with my eyes and there's like There's definitely, I'm not saying like the Panthers haven't had um, their chances this series. Like they've had shifts where they hem the Leafs in for a couple minutes at a time. There was a shift in yesterday's game where they rang one off the post. By the way, the Leafs hit four posts yesterday, four, like two crossbars, two posts. Like it's just not going their way right now. And it, I mean, sucks, but I, 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 it can easily turn. It can easily turn.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I Like, again, I, I do the Leaf show. I took calls last night. The show went for three hours. Um, I had four different callers throughout. You would not even believe. Honestly, you would believe. But like, it was insane. The amount of just Leafs in six, uh, Florida in four, like Leafs going to set like it was just so up and down, back and forth. I was like, all right, we're getting nowhere. Like, I'm going to bed. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I mean, the, the Leafs are in that. the
1: exact same position that the Devils were in last series. And the Devils went on to win that yeah. series. It's not like it can't be done. And, and candidly, the Leafs played a lot better in the first two games than the Devils did the first two games against the Rangers. So right. uh, never say never. I mean, it's teams... It's the playoffs, man. I, I've, I've lived this my entire life. Crazy shit happens.
0: It is what it is, but we move forward, and you talked about that Devils team being down 2-0 in their series. Well, they're looking to avoid that here in the second series tonight as they are one, down one nothing right now to the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, losing the first game 5-1, to and funny enough, Rob... 5-1 to one is the score that they lost. I believe it was both of the first two games in the series against the Devils. So maybe they're just saying, hey, you know what, we will do exactly what we did in the first round and things will turn around, but... Currently plus 102, best price available for the New Jersey Devils on the road tonight against the Canes. Canes minus 112. We're looking at a total of 5.5 plus money on the 5.5 right now. Um, I know you were looking elsewhere for bets here tonight, but just in terms of the sides and totals on this game, um, are there any thoughts for you on ter- in terms of where the market has shaped this one? Is this about where you kind of... Uh, think that this is fair. Uh, or is there anything else that you might be looking at sides or totals was tonight?
1: Yeah. So breaking down the main line here, a pinnacle best price on Carolina. If, if you like them, I was hoping to bet New Jersey in this game, but like, I'm just not interested in these prices on New Jersey at being the road team here. People will say like, Oh, home ice disadvantage in the playoffs or whatever. If you actually believe that you can give me plus 100 on every home team, the rest of the way in the playoffs. And I'd be happy to take that. <laughs> if you think there's a home ice disadvantage anyone who says that put them to that test and see if they're willing to take that bet because listen we can react to small samples in the nhl and home ice is going to change every year in the playoffs because we deal with small samples but we have a sample of decades where home ice actually is meaningful and even if we just take like the recent five or six years like last year 61 percent of the home teams won um their games and like it's 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 worth something like forget about the the short small samples so um subjectively i like new jersey to bounce back i don't like the price i'm probably staying clear of this game the plus money overs are like sort of calling my name in this series as well uh i know carolina plays like a certain brand and style of hockey that's not necessarily the most conducive to overs we saw some very low totals in their series with the new york islanders with some fives as well juice towards the under which you almost rarely see nowadays in the nhl this is pretty much close to the range where i would consider an over i mean i'm probably looking for plus 120 or better so if we see a little bit more of under money over the course of the day i might take a shot here i think both of these teams are just very um very skilled in terms of like what they create in the offensive zone i know carolina's missing a lot of their top forwards with that said Um, a little bit of movement, and I'd be looking at the over in this game. And one thing to point out as well, um, especially if you look at the way penalties are typically called in a playoff series, games two, three, and four is typically where you see your most penalties called and the most power plays. Refs tend to swallow their whistles game one and then games five through seven. That's been like a pretty consistent trend or theme over the course of the years where they just don't think that, I guess, like they don't want to be the ones that cost a team a series late in the series. Um, but they're, they call it like they call penalties more at a higher rate than they do in the regular season in games two, three and four.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, it is interesting to see how it goes in the playoffs. And I mean, it's one thing that I just never understand with the NHL is like, if it's a penalty, it's a penalty. It shouldn't be game dependent, time dependent, anything like that. It just, should, should just be, is it a penalty? Yes. Okay. You call the penalty, but I, it, is, I it, to, it is a thing that we've accepted. <laughs> I Listen, I hate to do this. I know we've talked enough about the Leafs and we
1: have two Leafs fans here and there's probably people who just want to like move on with it or whatever, but this is what really gets me about last night's game with the Leafs, right? Because after Florida took those first two penalties, you basically have carte blanche to like kill someone on the ice without getting yeah. called for a penalty. And it drives me nuts. And there's people out there who are like, oh, the, it's so lopsided. All the penalties are going in favor of the Leafs. If you took a neutral fan who has like no interest in Leafs Panthers at all and asked them to rewatch that game and tick down every time they thought there should have been a penalty called, I guarantee you you would have got four times the amount on the Florida Panthers in that game. And they know it too. I'm not complaining, like they take advantage of these situations where they know that listen, the penalties have been one-way this series. The refs know that. There's like this in, internal bias And smart and good teams do that, but it is frustrating as a fan to watch that type of situation where you know, like, you literally are a fan of the team. You're like, we have to score on these power plays because we're not getting another one for a while, and everybody knows that. So um, Florida's committed penalties all year long. That's what they do. They're not a disciplined team. So anyone who's watching this and thinks that it's going to be like, yeah, there we go. Anyone who thinks that... It's gonna be like evened out over the course of a series. It probably won't, because Florida is a pretty chippy team. This is what they do.
0: Well, also, I think Paul Maurice a little bit of a clown how he handles things in, in publicly, like at least in the media and stuff. He, like he knows what he's doing with some of the things, but that video of him where he's going like this on yeah, the bench of the yeah. penalties. Yeah. First of all, the Leafs had only four power plays. Uh, so that was wrong on that one. Second of all, the Panthers actually had a second power play coming. They just scored with the goalie pulled on the odd man situation, so they actually had two. And third of all, that last penalty that he was complaining about, the guy was high-sticked and bleeding, and they mm-hmm. didn't actually call it, and then reviewed it, and then called it. So they almost got away with it. So it's just like, for yeah. that, it was basically in that game one it was even it was almost even it wasn't uh as egregious as said but let's go back to the <laughs> devils, devils game here tonight we got some um, bets for tonight we actually you, got some you got some bets and funny enough someone in the chat there i'll I I'll let it. you give the pick out but uh they're on the same page as you here tonight rob in yeah, terms f- of what they're looking up. at fire up the and, uh so i totally agree with this insight um
1: I, I'll stick to the anytime goal scorer for Nico Hischer, uh, plus 260. We'll play it for half a unit. Um, we've been pretty good on these this year. For those who tune into the Friday show, we, we cashed the Wyatt Johnston one last week for the Dallas Stars at plus 350. He scored again yeah. last night, by the way, and I played that again last night. But he is a guy that I'm going to target, not only for this game, but probably for the next few. And the recipe is very simple now. We look for guys who are underachieving that are actually – Fairly good shooter. So, Nico Hischer in this playoffs has played eight games. He's played 163 minutes. So, he's averaging over 20 minutes a game. He has 3.7 individual expected goals. He has no goals. He has more individual expected goals than Jack Hughes. He's only second on the team to Eric Halla, who is number one in that category. Again, 3.7 individual expected goals, no goals. That means obviously. He's shooting 0%. Well, guess what? He sure is not like a prototypical goal scorer. 21 goals last year. This year was like his coming out. 31 goals, 80 points this season. But he is a career 11.9% shooter. He shot 12.1% this year. It's going to come for him. He is in and around the net a whole lot, getting a lot of opportunity. So I think this is a really good price here for a guy that's a little bit undervalued right now to score a goal. And again, I mentioned that I do lean slightly to the over here as well. So anyone that's concerned, oh, it could be a low-scoring game. My numbers are a little bit more optimistic about scoring in this game altogether. So that's the way I'm going to play it. Uh, I don't disagree with insights like first goal. If you want to look at that type of stuff, play like a tenth of a unit on that. First goal, last goal, you can typically find them 15 to one range. But I'm going anytime goal for Nico Heischer at uh, plus 260.
0: Half unit on that as well there. Uh, So track that. We will review them at the end of the show. I also, by the way, for anybody watching, I did realize after the show yesterday that I did forget to recap the picks at the very end. Mm -hmm. The first day that I forget to recap them, I realized right when the show's done and someone tweeted at us within like two minutes of the show being over being like, hey... You didn't recap the picks, so son of a bitch is that. looking to scroll right <laughs> to the end for the picks. <laughs> I know. So like, basically, that's what happened. They just screwed, jammed into the end and was like, "Where's the picks?" At
1: least we get the view when that happens. So yeah. Yeah,
0: but yeah. So I did realize. Hand up. That's my bad. I apologize, but I won't forget that today. Rob, you do have another pick here tonight. It is another uh, player prop. Excuse me. Uh, What do you got on tap for us to close out uh, this New Jersey Carolina game tonight?
1: Yeah, again, I expect a response from the Devils tonight. I don't like game one was very uncharacteristic Devils game. They just kind of got overwhelmed. I don't know if that's because they played seven games the series before and Carolina was a little bit more well-rested. I think there's a lot of that that can contribute to that, but... One thing, uh, I like to really look at differences between players and how they're playing in the postseason versus how they're playing in the regular season. And Dougie Hamilton is a guy for me that um, his play has differed quite a lot. I mean, first of all, he's not the workhorse that people think he is. So he's averaging like 20 minutes a game. And he's he's not getting a ton of ice time. These shot totals are a little bit high for me, for a guy that's been consistently in and around one shot per game for the majority of the playoffs here. He had that five shot outburst in um, um, one of the games last series, but overall under two and a half plus 100. I think that's a pretty good price for Dougie Hamilton. He's just not really getting shots at the net. If we look at um, individual shots for per 60, his numbers are way down relative to the regular season Um, really towards the bottom. 5.44 individual shots per 60. What's one of the lower numbers and not where you would typically expect them to be for the New Jersey Devils. Um, One thing about this as well, New Jersey gets off to a good start. He's probably shooting less. He's in his own defensive zone a lot more. And I think that contributes to it. So it's like a way to sort of play my lean with something that I really like. And I think that the price has not been adjusted enough. So Dougie Hamilton under two and a half shots on goal, full unit at plus 100.
0: All right, we'll lock that in. Um, I got another prop for you. Uh, I'll throw this out there. I'm curious your what you would set the line at for this one. The Devils play tonight. We obviously know we have someone here on the Edgework show who is a pretty um, big Devils fan. What is the over-under? What is the total set-at for Red Bulls consumed by Toddy props on, a, on this Friday? Well, I mean, he's probably already had one. Um, if we...
1: You know, I, I I don't I don't know Todd's drinking schedule well enough, <laughs> but like I don't know if he's a vodka Red Bull type of guy because if you're if you're I think mixing... he was in
0: the Jager bombs. I think that was yeah. what he had. I thought. So he's doing
1: is he doing Jager like with Red Bulls and and yeah, stuff I like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So then it's gonna it's definitely probably like three and a half juiced to the over small juice to the over. I would guess he's definitely buying a six pack, but knowing Todd, he's con- he's trying to conserve that for two games and he's not, he's not going to be able to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is Red Bull cake. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Uh, I will tell you that that will be what, uh, what I will be consuming. That'll be my m- method of madness. Um, the vodka Red Bulls, Rob, recently discovered them prime like that is the way to go about it uh last thing i'm going to ask you here before we do our recap of the picks cryptom you wanted to ask can we get a few words from rob on the vegas versus oilers series thank you very much love the show appreciate that crypt and if you also do love the show out there hit that like button help support the show we would appreciate that but thoughts on the vegas oilers series rob i still think the oilers are very
1: live they didn't really play their greatest game in round one it's a long series um, their speed is a lot with that said, so I wasn't high on Vegas entering the playoffs altogether, but they're playing a very solid brand of hockey in the playoffs. And part of the reason I wasn't so high on them is like, I'm not sure what you're going to get a Laurent Bressois going forwards. And I'm still not sure yeah. what you're going to get out of him going forwards, but it's not like Stuart Skinner's the be all and end all either. So I think it's two pretty evenly matched teams right now um i i i honestly cannot see you know i didn't bet edmonton pre-series i at the prices that we're seeing in this series i don't anticipate that i'll be betting much of edmonton if anything i'm betting vegas but i'm i'm more interested to see how game two plays out before uh before i jump in the pool here because these are the vegas is one of those teams and in sports betting you probably have like Everybody probably has like one or two teams that are like kryptonite to them, right? Whenever you bet on them, they lose. Whenever you bet against <laughs> them, they win. You don't kind of have no feel for them. Vegas is that team for me. I'm not really a feel guy, but like I'm willing to admit that maybe sometimes I get certain teams wrong. And like I right. try to stay clear from them. So Vegas is that team for me. But um, you know what? For so many, I mean, I'm still supporting the Oilers as much as a canadian would never really people don't understand this about canadians right i've talked about this before like oh like the, the americans find it so like hilarious that the canadians haven't won a cup a canadian <laughs> team hasn't won a cup in years it's like guess what when the leafs are out of the playoffs i don't give a shit about the rest of the canadian teams and, and the rest of canada's like that as well for the most part so i'll root for the oilers but if the leafs don't win a cup another canadian team winning a cup oh man that would that would that would suck for me
0: yeah that's what i'm like so money is like the anomaly of the canadian fan who's like cheering for these other well, teams like supporting because he's a, he's a real better
1: he's a real yeah. better that's the difference right the real bet like i'll put my my biases aside if it means i'm gonna make a lot of money and i yeah. have some edmonton futures as well so like i'll i'll root them on i'll take the money it'll just suck is what it comes down to like yeah
0: right Emotionally, yes, yes, yeah, I I know it'll be a it'll be a rough one, but hey, it is what it is. I'll be looking forward to watching that game at the very least. I think it'll be exciting and uh, seeing Dreisidel score four goals and having. That goofball reporter, I know exactly who it was. I'm not, it's it's not that I don't know his name, but asking him, Oh, you're not having fun scoring four goals? Like, buddy, it's the playoffs. I couldn't give a shit if I scored four goals or eight goals. If we lost the game, I'm not going to be happy. Like, what kind of a question is that? I think that was a little bit ridiculous, but (laughs) I don't know, man. It's just some questions like that I can't get behind, can't understand it. Um, I will Jordan's, be looking forward to watching that game. Jordan's got a question
1: uh, quickly that I'll answer, and then we can we can sign off here. But um, I'm very impressed with Dallas in the playoffs. And I think Pavelski, is, I don't know what the prices are. And like, listen, you're buying high off of his performances recently, right? But I love that line. And I I really think... Like Ottinger's had a couple of lemon games in the playoffs already, where last year, if Dallas went on a run, it was because of Ottinger. This year, I don't think Ottinger gets all the credit. So right now, Pavelski is a guy that I'd look at because I'm liking the Stars more and more. With Now, granted, they're playing Seattle. It's the worst of the remaining teams in the playoffs. So they're going to look better than they are. But that's a guy that I'd like to have a ticket on right now.
0: Right. You think that uh, Joe Pavelski was running around naked with his bird in his hand, like Joe Thornton said? Uh, who was it that? Uh, uh, well, scored... Oh, man. <laughs> He's, oh. He scored the four goals in his debut with, with San Jose, or so his second game, uh, hurdle. He scored a four goal in hurdle, the... yeah. And yeah. he scored the through the leg goal in that game, and he said he'd have his pecker in his hand. Well, <laughs> you think Joe Pavelski own, was man. doing that after the first I don't think Pavelski the 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 kind head.
1: of died, the, the veteran that's running around the locker room like that. No. I don't.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think so either. I think he's probably in the same mindset as uh, Dreisaitl was. But to recap picks for today, because I'm not going to forget here, especially not back-to-back days after being called out on it yesterday, uh, picks that we're looking at tonight. We only have two plays in the one game we're going to the obviously the New Jersey Carolina game. So first of all, we're looking at Dougie Hamilton under two and a half shots on goal plus 100 that is a full unit on that Dougie Hamilton under two and a half shots on goal plus 100 as well as Nico Heischer anytime goal scorer plus 260 half unit there so Nico Heischer anytime goal scorer plus 260 half unit and Dougie Hamilton under two and a half shots on goal plus 100 even money whatever you want to call it I know there's a big debate going on in gambling Twitter right now so not gonna interject myself into that one. I'll say both for, for they're both acceptable. Wanna, like yes, yeah. That's, yeah. What I, that's what I thought as well. But yeah. it is what it is. Uh, and insight got Marner plus sixteen hundred for Colin Smith. Well, good luck to you, insight. Yeah. I, we're gonna need him to show up a little bit more here throughout this mm-hmm. series if that's gonna be the case thank you to everyone who tuned in here today rob i appreciate you getting up and battling through this one as well i know we're in the same mental capacity this Mm -hmm. morning after what we have had to witness through the first two games and it's because sweating booze like right now yeah Yeah. and hitting your head against the wall after (laughs) beating uh being the better team through two games and yet being down 2-0 in the series it's a little bit frustrating But thank you to everyone here in the chat for coming and being a part of this one with us. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure to subscribe to the Edgework HQ YouTube channel if you haven't already. Hit that like button. Don't just hit it, actually. Smash the like button. I know regularly we have people in the chat who are breaking their keyboards, breaking their uh, mice, mouse, whatever you want to call it, hitting the like button. So we should be repeating that here today. Hit that like button if you haven't yet. And uh, I want to give a special shout-out to the people here from the Edgework Show and uh, a thank you to the people from the Edgework Show who have been coming over and watching the Leafs Digest uh, live streams as well. So I know Jeremy's been there regularly, so shout-out to him. Our guy Joey Graybeal as well. Thank you, Joey. And uh, The Real Deal, Rob Pozzola as well, has been in there a couple of times. So shout-out to those people. I very, really appreciate you guys hopping over. It does mean a lot. So thank you guys. We will see you all back here Monday morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. Hopefully, for our sakes, Robs, we're coming back here in a different mindset from the Leafs game Sunday night. Two one series. Yep. Two one series uh, for everyone else. Enjoy the games this weekend. Enjoy the games tonight. And good luck on your bets tonight.